You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Uh, a late Friday recording of Locked On Browns, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Make sure you're following on Twitter. DMs are open at Lockdown Browns, the Lockdown Browns Twitter account. Follow back account. DMs are open over there as well. Today's episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. Joining me here uh, this afternoon. Mr. Pete Smith, as we're going to sit down and make some sense of a change here today made by Andrew Barry and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Many saw I put out a tweet last night and I I didn't understand exactly or essentially, you know, where this was all coming from um, as the Browns have now released Sheldon Richardson today. Uh, My opinion, he was still the best defensive tackle in the room. only 30 years old, about the 31. I see some people citing age. Malik Jackson, who they signed, is, in fact, older than he is. I, um, I, I guess, Pete, and we can go to basically what you said the other day, and this is similar to the word retirement. Once you say the word retirement, maybe in your mind you're already there. If the Browns were to ask Sheldon Richardson for a pay cut, there has to be some sort of threat that goes along with that. And the threat is, is look, if we could get you for cheaper money, that'd be great for us. But otherwise, we're going to have to go on in a different direction. My issue isn't so much that you're moving on from this player, is I'm not exactly sure what the direction is after this. And we'll get to that here. But Pete, your thoughts. Uh, so uh, he, he, he was a good, not great player. He was making too much money. Um, but uh, and again, this is not a contract that Andrew Barry in this front office signed off on. So, but go ahead. Um, it, you know, it didn't seem like, uh, you know, it, it always seemed like he was a contract that stuck out that you'd want to uh, renegotiate and lower. Um, but uh, he's he's a fine player. I, I don't know if it, you know, perhaps they basically said, went to him and said, here's the number we want to get. Uh, Sheldon Richardson said no. Uh, they released him with that number. He can go uh, and shop it elsewhere and see if anybody's willing to to give it to him. And if he doesn't, he can come back and take that number. Um, however, I think it's more likely that this is has everything to do with Jadevian Clowney, and it's not because of his money, although the, t- the cap savings for Sheldon Richardson is really nice. It has everything to do with what Jadevian Clowney does. Um, and it, it, I think – that the Browns are, are taking the same approach with defensive tackle that they are at linebacker, um, that the line, you know, the defensive tackles, the true defensive tackles are going to be essentially linebackers and the defensive edge rushers are going to be safeties. Um, so they, they've reduced the amount of investment they had at defensive tackle. They've, uh, they let Larry Ogunjobi go, which wasn't a surprise. I mean, he walked in free agency. They, they've released Sheldon Richardson. <laughs> Um, so they've moved on from the two starters they had last year. Uh, they got Billings, who who you know was opted out, but was certainly somebody they want. And they got Jordan Elliott, who's a bigger three tech, 
Um, and now they've added Malik Jackson, who is virtually, he's slightly bigger than Sheldon Richardson, but not noticeably, but he does uh, collapse the pocket a little bit. So, you know, my in that vein, I think the Browns would probably want another fat kid to stop the run and not worry about getting another three. And then their their answer to that is basically saying, when we go heavy pass rushing, we're going to put Jadevian Clowney and Miles Garrett inside or Jadevian Clowney and Malik Jackson inside, and we're going to have Tack McKinley and Garrett outside or Tack McKinley and player to be named later. So in that sense, this is just another indication that the Browns want more edge rushers because now they're using them to do more things and they see them in the same way that they see safeties and that they can perform uh, multiple roles for this defense and that they'd rather have them on the field than their defensive tackles. They still have the ability to go big when they need to. They could put Billings and Elliott out there on the interior with, you know, potentially Clowney, Garrett, or even, you know, Malik Jackson is a big end if they need to uh, really focus on stopping the run, uh, much in the same way they do with linebackers. And then when they don't, they can take them off the field and put more edge rushers on the field. So that sort of now opens the door for what they want. Um, I think it had, you know, Jadevian Clowney's knee is sort of the, the sticky wicket in this whole thing. I think maybe if, his knee was not an issue and they were able to sign him in like March, the Browns would have cut Richardson way earlier and uh, they may have signed another nose in free agency. The fact that they couldn't get Clowney until now uh, means that they couldn't essentially just cut Richardson because they don't have an answer for it. Uh, and, and that's why they, they didn't get a nose when I would have liked, uh, you know, Tyson Alu Alu still in Pittsburgh spiting me um so i think that i think that's sort of where we're at and now like all these people are, are rushing and I, I i don't blame them it's certainly an understandable reaction is well now the browns are going to be in the market for you know an early defensive tackle uh that you know like a three and i and i don't say that's impossible i still don't think it's barmore i just i just don't see it but like milton williams you know certainly sure. could make a lot of sense for that type of thing or somebody of that nature, but I think really they're just going to go into this thing going, we need to get another nose. Uh, you know, if that's Aline McNeil, for me, I don't love a day two nose. I just, uh, he's not that dude to me. Uh, it's very difficult for them to justify that, that pick. I'd rather wait a little bit longer. I like uh, Marlon Tui Pelotu from USC. Um, he's not as big, but he's a little bit more uh, rangy has really long arms. I think he's going to get stronger. He's in that probably three round, maybe three to five area uh, if you're lucky. And then I like Jonathan Marshall from Arkansas, but I think that's more of a late round dude. He only had the one season of success at Arkansas, but he's freakishly strong. Uh, he wears down quicker than you'd like, and he needs some coaching. But if that's all they're asking him to do, he's sort of perfect for that role. It's not you know, as I've said, it's not a great class and you don't want to have to need a guy. Here's what I will say. It ain't Sheldon Day. Like, sorry, it's not. Just stop. Sheldon no, no, Day no. was on the practice squad last year. They could have signed him last year when they needed a defensive tackle. Uh, I, I, you know, maybe the Browns are, are, are sitting there a little bummed out that they couldn't keep uh, Vincent Taylor right now. 
Uh, again, Probably. it has everything to do with just the timing of these things, but that may be what they want right now is just to get another type of that guy. And they, maybe they want a big hulking fat dude that can allow them to do that. But I think uh, this, you know, as much as this is about defensive tackle, I think this is ultimately going to be more about edge rusher. They need more of them. Uh, they re-signed Porter Gustin, uh, but, you know, and they have guys like Curtis Weaver. They have guys like uh, Joe Jackson, who, who theoretically, you know, could be in that sort of three-tech uh, interior rusher mold. If they, yeah, if they're going for, from a quicker standpoint, a little bit leaner, that would make some sense. Plus, obviously, they like him. They like the job that he did in run support last year anyway. Yeah, if you could get a Peyton Turner, you know, he, he who has experience doing all these things up and down the defensive line. Yeah, he his tape is really uneven. Like he is downright dominant at times, but he plays so high that he gets knocked off balance and just like, what are you doing? Like, because there, you know, you watch him and he's not playing like other than when he's playing against BYU, he's not playing against super super good players. And at times he makes them look very good because he just plays so high and it makes it easy for. Them. But there's nevertheless a ton of talent there. So, but that's where I'm at with this is I think it actually points more to edge rusher and maybe that's my own bias because I desperately want to get more of those. But I, I do think that maybe where they're taking the same approach that they've sort of broken down. Uh, defensive tackle into this sort of job of being able to really stop the run. And then when they, they don't need to, they have some options, but really they want to uh, get those guys off the field and rush the passer. And I do think Malik Jackson fits in that mold. I do think Jordan Elliott is a little bit more of a clogger right now. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's where I'm at on this whole thing. I think it's interesting, but it really does look to me like, you know, this is their way of doing it. And obviously the, the cap relief is huge. Um, it, they were going to do something. It was just a question of yep. what. Um, yeah, we're going to get to we'll get to all that here in just a second. We got to get these ads in. But look, for Sheldon Richardson, played in every single game that he was here in his two years. For me, one of the reasons I like in 2019 when everything was falling apart, Miles was suspended for the rest of the season. Uh, Olivia Vernon at the time was injured. Sheldon Richardson, you know, basically showed up <clears throat> each Wednesday. All right, what do you need me to do this week on the defensive line position? All right, can you play some uh, DN for us because we ain't got nobody? All right, play D tackle. I don't know. Uh, look, it was a player I liked. Uh, I like the fact, you know, I mean, you love reliable players. The fact that he was here week in, week out for the two years he was here with the team. Uh, you know, is there maybe a possibility of, you know, uh, sparking this marriage back up somewhere down the line if the money, you know, Sheldon's hopefully looking for isn't going to come to him? Maybe, perhaps, I don't know. Um, he seems a little taken aback by it. Obviously, he said Cleveland was just start, starting to feel like home. Um, but look, uh, you know, and for anybody with the with the tweeting back, look, we're never going to agree with every single move. And in the same respect, I'm not calling for Andrew Barry's head. So relax, folks. It's okay. You can say, oh, I don't understand this move. I don't get this move. And not thinking you're running Andrew Barry out of town. He's doing a fantastic job. Just not sure. Let's see how it plays out. But for now, this move for me, tad bit of a head scratcher. We're going to get to a little bit more. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, locked on Browns, as the Browns have said goodbye to defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Granted, football may not be around or college basketball, but you have the NBA. You have the NHL, MLB, and of course, draft prop bets. But that's not it. Bet Online covers award shows, TV shows, 
and reality television. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And the is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code, all caps, no space, locked on. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now, Pete, look, they, they, the, the cap was getting tight. There was no way around that. Um, they still, and for anybody asking, they still would have been okay. They still would have been able to sign the draft class. And keep in mind, they released Sheldon Richardson. But to this point, no contract of significance has been restructured or been asked to restructure as far as we know from any player. So there's certainly some veterans that could have been done that. You know, it could have been tweaked. Um, Pete, we've talked a ton, you know, about you, the Browns trying to have every option over to them, you know, o- always there, whether it's, you know, draft capital for the future, having cap space, having the ability to roll over cap now sitting $22 million uh, to the good, to the positive side. And obviously folks keep in mind, it's a leaner salary cap year than it certainly will be next year. Hopefully as the world starts to get back to normal, but, Again, now this is, you know, working on all facets from your front office, working on your roster, working on your salary cap, working on your draft allocution, and now number back up to a more, much more manageable number of plus $22 million with, of course, some several uh, several key extensions to be talked about, discussed, or handled somewhere within the next few months or within the next calendar year. Right, so uh, Richardson saved them $11 million. Um, they get 1.6 million in dead cap, but well, it's really like 12, but they're going to get 1.666 million in dead cap uh, to pay off his bonus. Um, so that puts them at, at 22, like you said, um, and you're going to have to pay your rookie class at some point. Uh, and they have about $6.65 million of sort of, uh, avoided years they have to pay off. So, and they, you know, whenever, whatever they have left, their roller cap over cap is really, really important to what they're doing. Um, they're making it so that the, that, that money they've essentially borrowed from future years or a future year in this case, um, uh, isn't going to negatively impact them, uh, which is important. I'll be curious to see if they try to continue to add. Um, obviously there's still, you know, opportunities for them to to try to improve, you know, at corner, some of those things. I, I don't expect them to sign anybody to play corner at this point, but they, trades are still a possibility. Um, but th- this is this is part of it, and who knows? Maybe they're not done uh, trimming fat. One can only hope. But uh, <laughs> that, that this just sort of, I think, streamlines them where they're going, especially if, 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 if I'm right on, on my theory of the case, then they don't really feel pressed to sort of, you know, make a similar contract with somebody else uh, through trade or whatever, that they can sort of just go with that. They keep operating with a higher adjusted cap uh, and they maintain their ability to stay uh, competitive longer term and, keep some of these players, uh, you know, with, with some of the uh, extensions that are coming up, in, in addition to the fact that just Ward and Mayfield's money is going to go up next year significantly. 
uh, not all the way, but they're going to be on fifth year options, presumably. So they do have stuff they have to pay for, and they're going to have some money come off, uh, presumably after this year. So we'll see where they go. But right now, um, financial flexibility is huge for them, and they've given themselves a, a ton of it. Uh, I think the clean break they've sort of given them is um, very f- freeing in terms of what they're able to do. They're, they're, I think they're hamstrung with how they were sort of approaching. I, I didn't think they were going to get rid of Sheldon Richardson for the reasons that we've talked about. Uh, but I, I'm since they've done it, obviously Clowney had to be part of that. And, and they do need depth because obviously if, if Clowney or Garrett is hurt, you know, this thing goes to crap pretty quickly. So they need, do need more defensive line depth, but again, that may be more edge than it is uh tackle. Uh, no, and I, and I totally agree with you with that. And, and what I guess the, you know, the plan would be is, you know, look with everything, trying to get faster, trying to get more athletic, uh, you know, trying to get better, you know, better talent on the field. Um, and putting them in better positions. Um, okay. I was looking at something here, but I don't know, Pete, uh, your boy, Sean. I don't know what that is either. Okay. All right. (laughs) I figured you were seeing it at the same time. It'd be nice if Sean prefaced that as it was true or fact, but I do not see anybody else mentioning it. So there is, you know, that fact. Um, and Pete, maybe what you're saying is, is, you know, and this goes, and also maybe this conversation could have gone similar to the way it went with Joe Schobert's camp at the combine last year, where the Browns came and said, look, for what we think we want to pay you, we're not even going to give you a number because we don't want to embarrass you. We don't want to leave this in a bad situation. It's just not going to work. Uh, you know, I mean, and, you know, if you're saying, hey, let's talk and let's work the numbers, if the Browns are at three and a half, four million dollars, you can put yourself in a position where it's I don't I don't want to insult you. You know, you've done good by us, you've done good for this franchise. It's just not something we're willing to put a lot of monetary, you know, backing to. So, you know, I'm sorry at the end of the day. And look, Sheldon Richardson obviously made some really good money in his two years here with the Cleveland Browns. But it, it may that may make more sense as to what you're thinking. And look, you know, with the fact that you think you're gonna be a better team, you th- you know and want to play more nickel more dime um, with bringing in. Now you have three, you know, edge rushers who are, you know, you, you, two of them are freak athletes. One of them runs in the four fives in tech McKinley, obviously along with Clowney with miles Garrett, you feel like you're going to be playing a lot of pass defense because you plan on being ahead. I, there is a thought to that, but my also thinking Pete is with this premise in place. I mean, you know, you're putting a lot on Andrew Billings, who hasn't played a football game in almost 16, 17 months. You're hoping for a jump in Jordan Elliott. You're hoping Malik Jackson isn't, you know, who is older than Sheldon Richardson. It still has one year essentially left in the sun. There's got to be something else just done here because you're talking about a second-year player who played well at times in the limited opportunities he was given. They're, you know, and then it is, you know, Billings, obviously, you know, shaking off the rust. There is Malik Jackson, hopefully still, you know, the wheel's not falling off the car, so to speak. Um, and then uh, Maurice Hurst, which is interesting enough, did not get claimed by any team with a weak defensive tackle class. I really assumed somebody was going to pick up a player like this, at least at the fifth round contract that he was on, uh, and say, hey, look, we'll take the body. We'll get him to camp. Even if I draft somebody, we got some competition. 
Um, but I, I just still think Pete, you've got to have something there. Maybe they felt that wasn't a $12 million assurance. Maybe they felt it wasn't a $9 million assurance, but something's got to be done. Yeah, I mean, they have to – for the while, it always stood out that they needed another nose, but it was a question of whether they had enough room. Now they have room. Are they are they going to go that route or do they want another three? Um, I would I would assume it's going to be nose, but uh, we'll see. Uh, that's that's where it gets interesting. But that, in that sense, it makes far more sense. Um, the Malik Jackson signing at the time seemed – I don't want to say odd, but just extra. So – they've sort of dealt with that part of it. So it'll be, we'll see. I, I expect it'll be uh, a nose of some sort. It's just a question of whether they're going to, they, um, at this point, but uh, like Mike Pinnell is still around. We liked him a couple of years ago. I don't we know. We've been trying to put him in Brown's uniform. It feels like yeah. three off seasons now. Yeah. I don't know if he was as good this past off this past year, but uh, he, nevertheless, he's a big fat guy. Uh, who could stop the run? And congratulations, Mike Pinnell, because now that we mentioned your name, that means you'll probably sign either tonight or tomorrow morning. So good luck wherever you end up. Yeah, so that's that to me is makes the most sense. And then it's just a question of how do they sort of um, mold the rest of the line behind this crew? Uh, so that's 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 the question right now. Yeah, Mike Pinnell yeah, wasn't uh, One more time? Mike Pinnell wasn't bad. Where was he last year? Was it Detroit it's or Chief. Cincinnati? He's got a ring. Oh, the Chiefs. Oh, oh did he get the ring? Because they lost. Was he with them last year or the year before? Uh, I think he was with them the last two seasons. Yeah, because he was part of that whole contingent that it seemed like everybody was ending up in like Detroit or something every time we were trying to pencil them in here. Um, and, you know, Danny Shelton, sorry, folks, with the Giants. So that one's not coming back either. That dog's not going to hunt either. Uh, we'll get to a couple of draft questions here. Um, but again, you know, Chapter closed for the Browns on, you know, a player that, you know, did his job. There were certainly times where Sheldon Richardson, you know, looked really good. There were times where, you know, Sheldon Richardson, you know, wasn't the best player. Um, for me, look, I understand the financial aspect of it. But, uh, you know, we, we've been trying to build this monster defensive line here for a while. And it seemed like they were getting closer and closer to actually having it. But, you know, with this move today, obviously, some work still to be done on the defensive line. In the 2021 NFL Drafts, we'll get back to more here in just one second. RockAuto.com is is for mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, similar to what the airlines do. RockAuto.com, again, is for everybody and does not require membership, or an account login. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your vehicle. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Pete, we are, this will be, we will be kicking off day two of the NFL draft right about this point, two weeks from now. The one I got to ask, Pete, and this seems to be, look, I, I believe everybody believes, we know what's going to happen at one. 
We know what's going to happen at two. San Francisco essentially, I don't say they're going to control the draft by picking at three, but it will either have some teams looking to jump up. It'll have some teams smiling. It'll have other teams going, what in the world did you just freaking do? Where the Niners do at three, Pete? Uh, I think they'll take Trey Lance. Um, you still think it's Trey Lance? Yeah, it's just um, I, the way that they've talked about what they want. You know, I, I think um, at one point Kyle Shanahan said they wanted the you know the best football player, and I think with his size and physical uh, set, skill set, that may be the hint. Uh, you know, he's just a big. He's, he's he needs work, uh, but he's a big ball of talent, uh, as is Justin Fields. But I think that's the one um, that they're going to go with. I, I, look, I I don't. I, I'm just waiting for Mac Jones to go in round four. Uh, after all this, like uh, this has such a feeling of we've done this with every quarterback. What was it, Nassib, a few years ago? Hey, don't look now, but there are some rumors that you know. Uh, Ryan, uh, you know, Ryan Nassib uh, may, may go late on day one. Uh, it, it just this is what the feel I get from Mac Jones. And again, for the 275th time, if Mac Jones was black, his ass would be going day three. Um, there seems to be a lot, a lot being given to him, a lot of liberties give it be given to him. And I don't know if it was somebody else who had two DUIs already on the record, certainly seems like it would be something that was a lot more mentioned. Well, it just it's it almost has like that the year that it was Geno Smith and the kid from you Matt Barkley, where they were supposed Absolutely. to be like the top two, and Geno Smith went in round two, and Matt Barkley went in round four, like thirty nine, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I think reality will set in, and uh, we'll we'll get uh, we'll get the the top three being pretty normal. And I still think. Uh, Justin Fields is is a a smarter pick than Trey Lance, but I think they're they're going to go big on the talent and hope they can mold it. And and again, I they they should they appear to be keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, and they should because that's the best plan of attack uh, for doing that. Which you know, again, people are all trying to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. The Browns gave up a third round pick to do that thing with big with Baker Mayfield, who needed it the least. So they've already got that set up and they should go that route and not rush it. Now, the, the problem is obviously you're giving up three first round picks. So everybody's going to be like, well, when can we see it? And, and is he ever going to be you know, able to sort of justify the price? But uh, I, think, I think that's the way it goes. Running back position, Pete. Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. People are in love with Williams from the University of North Carolina. Do we see a running back go? Day one. I'll say no. Um, I, the Steelers, I don't know if it's their fans or what. but uh, The Steelers fans just seem like, all right, whatever, have a jersey with a two or a three ready because they seem like it's a slam dunk at this point, which I, I do find a little bit confusing. And, look, I mean, not that either one of them tore up the league, but you put an investment in McFarland the year before. You put an investment in Snell the year before. And if you kind of look at them – the two of them together kind of give you maybe what, you know, some pieces to a backfield. Do you then have to go 
put a first round pick in with that mix? Yeah, I, I, I don't think any of these guys are so much better than the others that you can't wait. And obviously, look, it, it, uh, you know, far be it from me to tell the Steelers what to do, that they should take a fat kid up front. Uh, if they can, if they can get Tevin Jenkins, I don't think it'll last that long. But if they get him or Christian Derrissaw or somebody like that, and then they could come back later and get like a Khalil Herbert, I think they'd be far better. No, what are you doing? <laughs> I think that's the more prudent. I mean, we know it might happen, people. Let's not at least say it at this point. Yeah. So, I, look, I, to, to, as a Browns fan, it, like, I would be saying, you know, if, if they take Najee Harris, I'd be, like, fist pumping because that means that – because, it, it, you know, I, they have this complex that Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin just do not want to go sub-500, um, seemingly. The, the, they're not willing to just be like, okay, fine this is going to be awful. We're going to get through it. They're like, Nope, we're going to fight this tooth and nail. And I think they're, you know, they're still going to be awful and and they're going to finish well below 500 and the streak's going to end, but they're fighting tooth and nail. And they may see Najee Harris as sort of like the, the fastest, dumbest way to sort of try to avoid that. Um, But so my answer that's still no, I could see Buffalo maybe pulling the trigger on a running back. The only problem with them is that they need a defensive end in a bad way. Like they need defensive line help badly. So, you know, we'll see. I, I, I don't I, – to me, that doesn't make any sense to anybody to go. And the fact that there are – you're mentioning as many names as you are is all the more reason they shouldn't. Uh, they're not – you know, I, I, I'm not certainly not going to say Najee Harris is Trent Richardson. Uh, I think he's got a real skill set. I just don't think he's going to be – you know, a, a guy that's that good. And and the Steelers, to their credit, have sort of, you know, they got like Kalen Balaj and stuff. They got guys who can sort of take a dump off. They've got McFarland, uh, and, and certainly uh, Harris can do that. But I just, again, it's more prudent for them to get a lineman and sort of try to reestablish their physicality. They they signed Rashad Coward, and uh, an offensive tackle who's much younger, 26, who, who uh, started for the Bears. If they could get him like a Tevin Jenkins at their bookends, I think they'd be a far more physical, strong team, and they'd actually be able to get some push. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll go with this last one here before we start to put a bow on this. Um, win totals, predicted win totals starting to come out, Pete. Cleveland Browns at 10, which means you're talking 10 and 7. Team was six games over 500 last year. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with 10. If I'm betting, if I'm betting, I will definitely take that over. Uh, yeah, I, there were there were some weird odds. I saw like the I I don't know which one it was, but I saw one where it was like the Browns were at nine and the Ravens were at eleven, and those stood out as backwards to me. Um, like I, I, look, I, I think the the Browns' schedule outside of their division is going to be more difficult because it couldn't get any easier than the AFC South and. Uh, NFC East last year, and they swept them. But their their divisional schedule this year is going to be easier. The Steelers are going to be worse. The Bengals are going to be better-ish. And the Ravens may be worse. I think right now they are a worse football team than they were last year. Meanwhile, the Browns have, are, I, I think, e- even you know taking into account that they've just released uh, uh, Sheldon Richardson, I, I think it's – easy to argue that they are a better football. Oh, it's still been a strong off season for them. So to me, I think nine's e- easy money and, and I'm still going to be too big of a coward to actually bet on it. But uh, I do think they are 
certainly better than nine wins, better, better than 10 wins, if that's the line you have. Um, and again, the fact that there's 17 games makes it like easier to sort of go over. You know what I mean? Like that's the part. Again, this is the thing where like I think that that is still going to screw with people for a while, particularly when they hear these betting, you know, these over-unders for wins because they don't, you know, you don't immediately think of they're playing more games. Yep. Yeah, because first thing you do is you think win total as opposed to loss total. But, you know, I don't think a lot of people are thinking about the addition of a 17th game. Uh, game. Uh, the Chiefs are obviously the best uh, figured for 12, so figure for 12 and 5. Um, you know, so keep that in mind. Pete, betonline.ag, use promo code locked on if you ever you know, want to put that money down. Listen, uh, yeah, but Pete, Pete and I will Baker talk Mayfield. about this stuff, but we just don't like putting our money on this stuff. If I, if I didn't bet on Baker Mayfield going number one when it was 100 to 1, I'm, 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 that's the one that will always be sitting there going, you could have bet this a hundred to one and, and you were too afraid to do it. So, but look, Pete needs his carry gold. This butter isn't buying itself, folks. You don't want to lose a bet. These bills still got to be paid. So you don't gamble on anything. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Do with your money, whatever the hell you want. If you're in a position to have a stinking blast with it. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest through SI.com. Make sure you're checking out Pete and his team work. Obviously, everybody crunches on. Uh, we are, you know, like I said earlier, today would be two weeks away from the start of day two, night two of the 2021 NFL draft in Cleveland. Uh, so make sure you're checking out Pete and his team and all the great work they're putting out. Make sure you check out the Browns Digest pod, Pete and Sean Stevenson. And of course, Sean throws a tweet out has me and Pete pausing here for a second, making sure there's realistic to it. But of course, Sean, be careful what you tweet out, man. Come on. I'm just messing with you, buddy. Uh, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, throw a follow. DMs are open. The show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open as everybody knows. And whether it is iTunes, whether it is Spotify, whether it is the brand new Odyssey app, make sure you are following Lockdown Browns. Give a five-star rating. Give a big, juicy written review. Thank you all so much. Everybody, have a great weekend. Something happens, something breaks. We will definitely sit down and record. We'll talk to everybody. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Brown.